0: Figure Lending, LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Welcome to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine, the show that teaches you how to survive the stuff that can kill you. Like
1: being robbed at gunpoint, or a shark attack, or ugh, a hotel fire.
0: And the stuff that just makes you wish you were dead.
1: Like tucking your skirt into your underwear, or insulting a baby, <laughs> or working in a hotel. Oh, we we should get the music going. Yeah, let's, let's get there. Just... Oh, geez. I don't want to even think about it. <laughs> Why are we so... <laughs> it's always <laughs> got to get to the music. Something's oh. something's going on. Ground is shaking under our feet. Mountains on fire, flooding in the street. Can't breathe the air, can't fight the feeling. Goblin down, and ain't the way to be deep. Welcome to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. I am Danielle. I'm Christine. So, Christine, it's a countdown to my big um, procedure. Straws in my ears surgery. I hope. I hope they're you know, environmentally safe straws. I hope I they're want, not plastic straws. S- steel straws. Steel straws. You don't want those
0: cardboard ones. You can't even get through an Arnold Palmer without those falling apart.
1: You know, I use those at the movie theater we go to. They have them, and I'm I'm okay with it. I don't mind a little bit of a flopsy straw. <laughs> you don't like some... It's fiber.
0: Yeah, I'll take a little a extra cardboard.
1: cardboard. I need to be regular. But I used a, a metal one the other day, and you can really taste the metal, so I'm not a fan of that either. But, I mean, obviously I do. I, I'd rather do that than plastic. Anything but
0: plastic. We got to stop using single-use plastics, people. Come on. so It's time.
1: For my surgery, you know, I... You're going to go under. Yeah, yeah, I am going under. And the place that um, I'm going, they also do plastic surgery. I know it sounds fucking crazy, but so... um we feel good about this place? I mean, I it is where I got the previous procedure that didn't work so well. I mean, I did stop snoring, so I guess it worked. It worked for um, Jimmy. It worked for Jimmy. So on the prep sheet for the surgery, it says... Wash your face and your hair with baby shampoo. Yeah. So I went in yesterday to get my COVID test Mm -hmm. at the doctor's office where uh, uh, I'm having this done. And I said to the woman, do I need to actually do that? And she was like, you can. I mean, it's good if you do, but you don't have to. I don't know what to do with answers like that. Yeah, what (laughs) what does that even mean? My whole life is like, that's my how I was raised like I asked my mother do you believe in God and she said I believe in something I mean what the fuck am I supposed to do with that it's like the opposite of my personality I want an answer you like you like like absolutes I like even if I said even if she had said you know I believe in a I don't know just saying I believe in something is It's infuriating to a
0: child, and especially a child to me. Yes, it's too many answers for a kid to manage. I still
1: can't manage it. But anyway, so I don't know if I'm supposed to wash my face
0: with baby shampoo or not. I mean, it could be anything. Then it's like you can or you don't have to. Yes, I don't know. Well, like, what if you? What does it mean? Even
1: (laughs) I don't know. It was Like, like something gentle. But but like I'm such a rule
0: follower that I'm like
1: well I guess I have to go buy baby shampoo now yeah like why
0: can't it just be whatever gentle cleanser you already use I don't know do they I, think you usually wash your face with like bleach yeah maybe
1: if I did that I could hear I have I mean I've had work, proper working ears but also I don't understand what that <sighs> no. effect that has I don't know I think it's for nose jobs but I've had a nose job and I didn't have to do that so you have? I don't know. Yeah, it didn't take.
0: <laughs> what do you mean it didn't take? <laughs> I mean, who would choose this? It's just... You have a
1: delightful, cute nose. It's not great. It matches your face. Okay. Well, well I mean, it fits. It, it doesn't... matches my face more than the old one did.
0: You had an old nose that was different?
1: Yeah. I know. Why would you pick this nose? No, I know. I don't know no, no. mean I just, that. I said take a little off the top and, you know, they didn't... You think they didn't take enough or they took too much? Look, your nose is perfect. He took what I asked him to take, but if I had to do it over, because I was very conscious of like not having a nose job looking nose. Correct. Because I can spot them a mile away. Like every Persian girl has the same nose job. I'm not Persian, but I, you know, they probably started with a similar nose than I do. And whenever I see that scoop, I'm like, oh, it doesn't match your face. It's so obviously it's a nose job. So, yes, I had it. The bump taken... I had more of a bump. Yes, I have, was, that, I have that bump. Okay, it was a little wider at the bottom, and it was a little more turned down.
0: Like okay. I had it like lifted a tiny Can bit. Can you show me a picture sometime? Sure. I want to see. Yeah,
1: I don't hide it because I just don't care, I guess, anymore. But yes, I I guess I... Yeah, I got it. Before you, yes, I got before I met you. you have so, a,
0: I think you have a beautiful nose.
1: Oh, I really, really hate it, but thank you. I hate it less than my old nose.
0: It's, it's, it's hard not to hate yourself in this world. Yeah. Yes, and especially in Los Angeles, I'm but, assuming. But you know what's not easy? Further than wait, I'm going to transition. Do, I'm going to. I can't <laughs> wait
1: to see this. Oh, Let's, my God. You might want to uh, stretch your hamstrings before you try this. Ooh. Ooh.
0: Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> let me let me stretch this ACL a little bit. It was a little tight this morning. You know, what's harder than yeah. what even we're talking about. What? Being in a hotel fire. Oh, my God. And I'm going to give you guys some really good advice. So how to survive being in a hotel fire. Exactly. Are okay. you ready to dive into this exciting, this hot topic? It is a hot topic. It's burning you, Danielle. Garen. Yes. <laughs>
2: You're the Carrie Strug of podcasts. Yeah, you've landed Nailed it. it. One,
0: oh. one leg. Thank you. Um, I always love to see the things that crack Garen up. I know they're so unexpected, and yeah. I just look over sometimes, and he's up. just like giggling. I know he's just in a fit of giggles. It, it makes me really happy.
2: Oh, my pleasure.
0: Fire safety starts the moment you enter your motel or hotel room. Okay. I hope for your sake it's a hotel. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, I've stayed in plenty of motels. My life. There are nice ones. Here are some key precautions to take. This is from worstcasecenario.com, latimes.com, <laughs> abcnews.go.com. I just like to give credit where credit's I due. I like it. Check the hallway when you arrive. Is, is this? No, I'm sorry. Before yes. you go on further, is this
1: something you worry about as someone when you travel? Do you think about because I, I know you're very con- conscientious of potential danger? Yes, I do. These I, I'm not going to say I do
0: all the things. on, these But lists. you think about danger in a hotel. I do. OK, I do some of these things and I'll, I'll let you know which ones I do as we go. OK, check the hallway when you arrive. As soon as you arrive in your room, check the floor plan on the back of the door that shows the location of the fire exits. Ah, I do this. Smart. Go out into the hallway and count the doors to the closest exits so you will be able to find them in the dark and smoke of a fire. Okay. I do this. Great. Leave your room key where you can find it. When Mm. you go to sleep, Mm. leave your room key on the bedside table so you can find it quickly. Okay. I don't do this, but I'm going to do it now. Locate your room's nearest fire alarms and fire extinguisher locations. Wait, are there fire extinguishers in every room? I think they mean in the hallways. Oh, okay, okay. And I hadn't—I don't do this, but I think it's a good idea, especially yeah. to know where a fire alarm is and a fire extinguisher. It's easy. You're already in the hallways anyway. You're walking down to dinner. Yeah, it's not extra work for you. Yeah, yeah just it's glance. Just, just be observant. Right. Check the LED light on your smoke detector to be sure it is working. Okay. I do that. I always do that. Um, if you suspect a fire, call the hotel operator immediately seems like yeah. common sense <laughs> right. or, or call nine one one. okay use the back side of your hand to check whether the door is hot yes. so this is in the case of you know there's some reason
1: for you to think there's a fire right you're not actually seeing flames but perhaps you smell something or you're coughing or
0: whatever and you know obviously why not to use the front of your hand because you don't want to burn the palms of your fingers that's going to be a lot more painful okay if the door is not warm yeah. Open it slowly. Okay. Be ready to slam it Ope. if a cloud of smoke rolls in. But they're always on those slow. Oh yeah, there's slow so much- horses. <laughs> so you're
1: just like, <laughs> wait a second, I almost got it. <sighs> okay.
0: Don't open it wide. No, it's like just, too long. Just a little a couple inches. If the hallway is clear, make your way to the fire exit. Never use an elevator. Okay. Okay. If you leave, this is really important. I would never have thought of this. Take your key, mm-hmm. but leave your belongings. Don't waste time get picking up any belongings okay. ever. If you leave the room, take your room key in case you have to return. Okay. If you get into a situation where your um, the hallways are blocked, your room is going to be safer than the hallways. Your room is going to be the safest place to wait this out until help arrives. So, you say you you're you're trying to get out, but then. You can't get out of the stairway. Oh. You don't have an exit. Go back to your room. You need to be able to get back into your room. You don't want to get (gasps) locked out of your room. Oh, I see. So, okay, okay. You don't know what the situation is going to be, so take your key with you. You don't know yet. Now I understand. You don't know yet. Leave your belongings every second counts. Okay. This is another important tip. Stay low. Okay. If there's smoke in the corridor, stay low. Mm -hmm. So they did this live simulated fire at an abandoned hotel to kind of learn more about how fires work and how to safely evacuate a fire. They did some temperature checks. I thought this was really interesting. They showed that just outside the room where the fire was burning, the hallway was a safe 87 degrees near the floor. Okay. But at the top of the hallway, it was 137 degrees. Oh, my God. Hot enough to induce third degree burns down to the bone in just five seconds. Whoa. So I would say if you already know there's a fire, just just crawl down on the floor. Mm-hmm. To make your yeah. way to your exit, yeah. Yeah, to your yeah, steps. Yeah. Your... Heat rises, they always say that. And you're going to have less smoke inhalation. Right. Here is what you're going to do. I think I could do a fast belly crawl. I could see you really. I think I could shimmy across that carpet. Have you thought about joining the military? I've not. Because, you know, they do those exercises under the barbed wire. I've done that in a mud run. You have? Yes. I bet you kicked Where ass. you
1: have to crawl under the like barbed wire yes. basically? Uh, I did it. Yeah. It was fun. I liked it. I think. Haven't done it in a long time. Jimmy well, and I had a little while while we were doing a couple of those. Not like insane Regan Burn ones, just, you know, fun, fun runs.
0: Your fun run phase. Our fun run phase. Let's <laughs> go a fun run. You guys were at your fun run phase of your relationship. Now you're not in a fun run. No, we're in the non fun run. <laughs> it's more of a marathon. Life is a marathon, not a race. That's right. Danielle.
1: If the door or doorknob is not hot, a sprint. The marathon is still a race, isn't thank it? You. Is a marathon still a race? <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah, it's timed. Okay. Here's
0: what you're going to do. <laughs> if the door or doorknob is hot, mm, towel. Do not open the door. Here are some steps you're going to take. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. First, you're going to fill your bathtub with cold water. Oh. Soak your towels, washcloths, bed sheets, and blankets in the water. Okay. If the water's off. Use water from the toilet tank. Okay. Put a wet washcloth over your mouth. Hopefully you didn't have to use the toilet water. Yeah. But you know what? You want to live, right? So so be it. Put it over your mouth and nose and a wet sheet or towel over your head. It's going to help with the smoke inhalation. This
1: is if you are, this is, this is if the the doorknob is hot.
0: Your door door doorknob's hot. Okay. You're, you're not able to leave the room. Got it. Wedge wet towels in the crack under the door to keep the smoke out. I would also say any vents as well. Okay. Keep the smoke out. Gotcha. You can't see your way to... Okay. You're going to call 911. Yes. Stay near the window, but don't open it and wait for help. Okay. Try calling the front desk or rooms on other floors to check on conditions in other areas. Make a tent of wet towels and sheets at the window. Do not build the tent if smoke is billowing into the room. Hold or attach one side of the towel or sheet to the window and allow the other side to fall behind you so you're protected from smoke and are breathing outside air. So this is saying you can open the window. Okay. I, th- I, think, I think it's just two different sources and okay. sometimes we get different information. Right. So get your little water wet tent. Yeah, I, just, I like it. I'm calling it that. The towel should help. To cool the air and make it easier to breathe, so you're making yourself like a little so smart cool igloo. Yeah. Signal rescue personnel with a white towel or a flashlight. Wait for the rescue. If the air in the room is getting worse, breathing becomes difficult, and no rescue is forthcoming, try to kick through the wall into the adjacent room. Here's where you're going to do that. Okay. Closets are the best location to try to break through. Ah. Uh. Sit on the floor of the closet and knock on the wall until you hear hollow sound. Wall studs are normally spaced 16 inches apart. Okay. So that way it helps you to find that weakest part. Yeah. Use your feet to kick through the surfaces of the drywall. You may survive by using this as a breathing hole. Oh. So you might just be able to kick enough to to be able to breathe better. I mean, you don't know what you're kicking into at this point. So why would the a room next door to you be safer than the room you're in you don't know if it is it might be worse but at this point you're just like hey this is filling up with smoke I might as well see what's going on over there yeah might as well kill those people yeah they've been up all night watching loud movies yeah fuckers kill them if you cannot breach the wall go to a window and look at the outside of the building if the rooms have balconies that are close together, consider climbing to another balcony oh, on the no. same floor. <sighs> <sighs> okay. I know, right? My nightmare, too. If there are no neighboring balconies, you can tie bed sheets together and climb to a balcony directly beneath yours. Use square knots, the first step in tying your shoes done twice. Okay. And lower yourself one floor only. I still use rabbit ears. Is that going to be a
1: problem? Mm. I really do. You do. I don't know how to tie my shoes proper like.
0: Maybe that would be your step to take on just in life in general. <laughs> not to tie my shoes. <laughs> Consider this option only as a last resort and only do it if you are attempting to escape an immediate danger or to reach rescue personnel. Okay. Okay. Here's some other tips. Yeah. If the door to your hotel is hot, use ice buckets to douse and cool it. Yeah. Place wet towels. Okay, I already talked about that. Hang a sheet from the window to alert rescue is where you are. Some of this is repeating just because I grabbed it from multiple sources. So I would say if you have plenty of water, right? If you just have your toilet water, you might not be wanting to waste it to do this because you might need it to keep your your face face covered. Now, Plus, you might have other people with you. Yeah, you can't just be using up all that water yeah. in your door. You might yeah. have 16 people in your room. You had a party that night. Right. You know, like one of those bachelorette parties, and you're all wearing the penis hats. And Maybe the penis hat can save you. Yeah.
2: Dunk,
1: dunk the penis hat in water. Yeah, wear that. Think about where you went wrong in your life that you're wearing a penis hat.
0: Maybe just spend that time doing that. Just contemplate. Re- Is it like a wizard hat type of penis hat? Because then you don't need the tent. You can just exactly elephant trunket use that penis hat (laughs) elephant trunket (laughs) elephant trunket okay here are (laughs) here are some things to be aware of Mm -hmm. ladders on fire trucks usually reach only to the seventh floor of a high-rise building Consider booking a room below this level. Oh, okay. Poolside or courtyard rooms are likely to be inaccessible to ladder trucks even if they are below the 7th floor. Consider staying in a street-side room. No. I know. I don't
1: want a view of the street. I, don't I will
0: burn to death before okay. I have to look at a highway
1: in the Midwest.
0: I mean, nobody wants that. No for one you. wants that for me. No, we want the best for you, but we also don't want you to burn in a fire. But I could just dive into the pool if I have a I have a uh, poolside room. That's true. That usually works out. Never jump from a height of more than two floors or you risk death.
1: I don't think you had to tell me that. I don't think I'm jumping from a height of one floor. Okay. But
0: you know what? No, you may have to. A lot of people it. do and that's yeah. how they end up dying. But it's like, well, they're the flames or the street. <sighs> Scary. Yeah, so yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't want to burn up. I guess I'll just see how this works out. Right. I am going to expand the discussion. Okay. Because it's also good to be safe in a hotel even when there's not a fire. Sure. So I'm going to give you guys some safety tips from a former intelligence officer. Mm. This is about how to just be safe in a hotel in general. Okay. Why not? Sure. This is what this guy says. He's a guy. Not all former intelligence officers are men, but this one happens to be. (laughs) Thank you for the caveat. I just want to let you guys know. Okay. Step one. Book online. This saves you time when you arrive, and it also means you have to give less information over the counter where other people can hear. Oh, okay. So you're not just giving out your phone number and your address and all that stuff where just who knows who's lurking in the lobby, right? Yes. When checking in, this is what he says, I write down my name and phone number and hand it over with a printout of my reservation, a photocopy of my passport, and my credit card for them to swipe. A majority of the time... The hotel. This. <laughs> what? Sorry, it just makes me laugh. A majority of the time, the hotel staff realize that I am security conscious, and they keep the conversation to a minimum. Yeah, that's why they're keeping the conversation and to are a careful minimum. not to reveal any personal information out
1: loud. It's not because you're a weirdo who comes in with yeah all a, these
0: papers and just yeah. slides them over Here's in my silence. Folder.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jesus. I printed everything. Here's my birth certificate. Don't say a
0: word. Shh. Shh. I, I printed everything. out. Don't say it out loud. <laughs> Request a floor. I request a room between the second and fourth floors, never the top floor, furthest away from the side of the lobby. The ground floor is too easy to access. The Ah. second floor and above usually require your room's key card to access the floor, making it more secure. Also, he says as well, most fire trucks can reach up to the second, third, and even fourth floors. Never stay on the top floor, he says. This penthouse bullshit. Bullshit. Mm -mm. Worst case scenario, your hotel... Your hotel is under attack. They're coming up from the ground floor through the stairwells. You are on the top floor. Where do you go? You can't go up now. Imagine the same scenario, but you are on the third floor in a 20 story hotel. You now have a lot of room to maneuver and hide. This guy at the Hotel Rwanda? I mean, <laughs> what the fuck? I think okay. he might be. <laughs> he's staying. he's okay. You know, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, in other countries, people get kidnapped and yeah. held for ransom. I think sure. he's thinking of these very Jason Bourne scenarios yes. that oftentimes right. uh, we get in yeah. in our lives. Sure. Request a map before you leave reception. Ask for a local street map and ask them to mark where the hotel is for you. Again, if there's some mm-hmm. kind of emergency yeah. situation, you don't have your phone. Right, Be cautious. After check-in, I go directly to the elevator. Sometimes, depending on where I am, if someone is behind me, I open my laptop, laptop bag as if I'm searching for something and let them go ahead of me. I mean, this is all also... This guy is super paranoid. But it also feels like... Tips for when you're a woman traveling alone. Or when you're a spy. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. a security expert. Right. Other times, I will see if I can go to the floor above instead of the floor I am checked in on. Again, worst case scenario. If you were being followed, especially oh, for solo okay. female travelers, your would-be stalker slash attacker now thinks they know what floor you were on. Oh, that's uh, that's great. I mean, I, like I think that. definitely that's really smart. as a woman tr- who's traveled alone, like, I don't want... People to know which room I'm in. No, that's really so. That kind of stuff I think is fine. Where you're just like, yeah, I'm gonna wait and not get off here and just kind of do not disturb. This is a good tip, I think. As soon as I walk into my room, I put the TV on low, usually on CNN. I mean, I'd probably have it on MSNBC or (laughs) just friends. Why does he need to have it on CNN? I mean, I guess that's a show he likes. Okay, and leave it on. I put the Do Not Disturb sign on the door, and then I leave the room. I walk the floor. I find the fire escape plan, and I follow it. Don't just assume that because there is a fire escape plan on the wall, that all of the exits will be clear, especially in third-world countries. Know your exits. Okay. Typically in larger hotels, there will be escape routes at either end of the floor. Walk both. This is really interesting, and I'm going to talk about um, one of these fires later, but there was this big hotel fire, and people did go down an emergency exit and there was like a concrete what? wall <gasps> that had blocked it. And they Oh my were, God. They the firemen did end up busting it out. But some people were like, you can't <sighs> don't even use it because it's blocked. And people died. This so, is clearly in another country. No, no. What? Here. Vegas. Then the eighties. So Oh my God. He is smart to say, check the fire escape. Don't assume that that's when you see it, you go, Oh, well, we're right next to this fire escape, so we're fine. Jesus. Walk down it because they'll okay. put they'll store sometimes they'll just use it for storage. Right. It's better to just know that it they'll store a brick wall there is what they'll, they'll say. St- sometimes they'll store a brick wall there. Jesus. That okay. is so that's a violation. Oh, you <laughs> it was a violation. Of course. And it changed um safety laws. I bet. Learn where each stairwell exists. Does it lead into the hotel lobby or onto the street? Are any of the doors locked or chained? Is there lighting? Oh, so he's also saying not just for that you can escape if there's a fire or an mm-hmm. emergency, but can people just walk in? Mm-hmm. Like, do they lock? Are they secure? Right. So, you know, you think, oh, I'm in a hotel. I'm safe. And then any right. yoo-hoo, that's, yeah, willy sounds, nilly you yeah, can walk in and come and murder you. Door stops. When I go back to my room, I leave the do not disturb sign on the door, usually for my entire stay. Mm -hmm. I also carry two doorstops with me. When I'm in the room, I use one for the main door as it is added security, especially in third world countries where locks are not the strongest. Okay. If your room has a conjoining door, wedge Ah. it closed with the second doorstop. Gotcha. I then place a piece of tape over the peephole and I place a flashlight next to my bed. I okay. carry a sounds wa- like a great vacation. <laughs> I know, this guy's like, everyone's coming <laughs> this to... This I go to relax. Everyone's coming to kill me. Yeah. I carry a 1,000 lumen LED flashlight, LED flashlight, for two reasons. Firstly, they illuminate an area from night to day. And secondly, they're incredibly effective at temporarily blinding a would-be mm. attacker, okay. giving you a chance to escape. I mean, thirdly, as we learned in the tsunami episode, if you're in... A place where uh, a disaster happens and all the power goes out, it's good to have a flashlight.
1: Yes. Also, you can beat
0: the person with it. I mean, if you have a heavy enough enough, flashlight, beat them, yes. Poor lady
1: just coming in and leave a mint on the pillow. (laughs) And blinds her.
0: Murders her. Murders her. Hotel safe. Mm. I never use the hotel safe. Oh. They're incredibly easy to break into, and if a hotel room is ever robbed, they're usually the first thing that is targeted. Also, never leave your passport or money under your mattress. It's usually the second place that thieves search in a hotel. Can I just tell you something I just remembered? Yes.
1: I went on an uncharacteristic girl's trip to Vegas once, and there were a bunch of us staying in a room. I guess it was like a sweet. I mean it wasn't super fancy but it was just you know enough to um keep us all in there and um we were robbed oh, wow. in the middle of the night. Wow. Um while you were in the room. Yes. Oh, we were all so asleep scary. and I think my purse was taken or my wallet and some people had put stuff in the in the safe mm-hmm. and they were fine of course because it was in the safe. I'm not sure why he says that thing about the safe but i probably mean people are out was of a the quick room job right yeah. right right so they just took what they could and left and i i guess what happened was someone just didn't completely close the door okay. um one of our but we did um get uh, a free brunch oh, <laughs> well, so that, that's, that's fine that's what they gave us um I mean, to make up for the fact that we were robbed probably by an employee thank you for these cardboard eggs yes thank you yeah So, yeah, I just remembered that I
0: was robbed in a hotel. Well, fuck you, Vegas. I know. Fuck you very much. When leaving the hotel, be prepared. Walk out the front door with confidence that you know where you are going. There's nothing worse than watching someone leave the hotel lobby and look absolutely lost the moment they leave the doors. It makes you a target. Do your best to blend in. (laughs) Okay. Don't stand there with (laughs) your map (laughs) and your fanny pack. Well, this guy's already memorized the map. He doesn't need to look at anything. This guy's walking out, I feel like, and he's got like a Glock. Yeah. And he's got his shirt tucked in so you can see the Glock. And he has special
1: eyes that show him that re- have a readout <laughs> yes. like the Terminator. Totally, where he he's there's contact lenses he put in so he can read information about everyone and everything. And the Mission Impossible music is always yeah, playing. yeah, yeah. And he's swiping
0: like um, <laughs> Minority Report. Minority Report. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This guy is a movie. Yeah. While this hotel safety checklist cannot guarantee absolute safety when you travel, it can reduce your chances of an incident happening Mm -hmm. or you having fun. (laughs) Um, I'd like to share a hotel fire story with you. Let's do it. This is from the LA Times. And have you heard of the MGM Grand Fire? No, I don't think so. Okay, so this is, I think, the second worst hotel fire disaster in the history of the United States. Okay. On the morning of November 21st, 1980, the sound of sirens stirred Rafael Patino from bed. Usually when you hear sirens, they come and they go, he said, but these were coming and staying. Mm. When he looked out the window of his 16th floor room, he realized that the Las Vegas MGM Grand Hotel was on fire. Oh. I woke up my wife and we got dressed to leave, said Petino, an Irvine sales executive. But when we walked out of the room, we couldn't see anything. The hall was pitch black with smoke. Mm. My wife and I lost each other for a minute in the dark. I called to her and she found me and we went back into our room. Fortunately, Petino had brought his room key with him. Ah, Many it. victims, as their doors slammed behind them, discovered that they had locked themselves <sighs> out of their only refuge. Ten years later... He still has room key 1675, a memento that possibly saved his life. Wow. 85 people, 10 from Southern California, died in the fire that turned the opulent high-rise resort into a suffocating chimney. The second most deadly fire hotel fire in US history after a 1946 Atlanta blaze that claimed 119 lives, the MGM Grand fire would leave a lasting mark on both the survivors and on American building safety standards. Mm. Today, fire codes throughout the country are much stricter because of the MGM grand tragedy. In 1980, many high-rises were not equipped with smoke detectors, much less sprinkler systems. The years after the disaster, both the Nevada and California legislators beefed up state fire ordinances. Mm. So this was a big game changer as far as those uh, laws go. Among those survivors were employees and spouses of Printronix, an Irvine-based computer firm that has sent 26 that had sent 26 people to a trade show at the MGM Grand. Raphael Patino and his wife were among that group. A Printronic's manager and his bride, who had called the Las Vegas excursion their honeymoon, died Aww. in the fire. The night before the fire, at the 2076 room, 26th-floor hotel, a group of Printronics employees and spouses went to a late show starring singer Mac Davis. Okay, Mac Davis. Like that's I I forgot that person existed.
1: Yeah, that's a name I just know. I don't really know who it is. I feel like he was
0: a singer or a football player, and I just well, I'm guessing he wasn't a football player if he was putting on a show. But that he was also maybe in a lot of I feel like commercials. I don't know. I can picture what he looks like from my childhood, but I have that's it. Then they visited the MGM's grand lavish casino. I'm having a hard time speaking today. While the hotel guests pulled slot machines and played blackjack, an electrical wire shorted in the nearby delicatessen. For hours, a small fire smoldered unnoticed inside the wall and ceiling cavity. About 7 a.m., a ferocious blaze suddenly burst into the kitchen and (sighs) literally chased waitresses and breakfast (gasps) customers out of the deli. When firefighters arrived a few minutes later, flames already were rocketing through a the 50,000 square foot casino consuming its plastic decor at an unstoppable pace. Mm. The fire traveled at 17 feet per second. Oh my God. Recalled Clark County Fire Chief Roy L. Parrish. Four minutes after it exited the deli, it hit the lobby's front doors and blew out their glass. Whoa. It's amazing how fast. Whoa, four minutes. Yeah. Firefighters managed to keep the flames to the first two levels, but the fire's lethal byproducts, smoke yeah. and carbon monoxide, drifted up the elevator shafts and air conditioning ducts. While a war wage below raged below, all was quiet on the upper floors. Guests peacefully slept through the commotion, their rooms unguarded by smoke alarms. Oh my god. About eight AM they gradually began to awake to the faraway sound of sirens or screams. Trapped inside their room, Raphael and Luis Patino assumed that they would die. We prayed and prepared ourselves for death. Then we started talking about our kids and wondering what would happen to them. The couple, then in their 30s, had a 6-year-old daughter and a 10-year-old son at home in Irvine. Thinking about their children, galvanized the Patinos to fight for their lives. We wanted to be there for them. Wait a minute. We are not going to give up, he recalled." They stuffed towels under their door and over vents to block the smoke that started to pour in. They moved furniture and flammables to one corner. Wow. Then they yanked off the curtains and discovered a balcony. The air outside was much better than inside. A lot of glass was coming down as window panes were broken Mm. by hotel guests above them. Mm. So we took one of the drapes and made a tent and covered ourselves. Just like the stuff in the the safety tips. Some of our friends down on the street were waving to us and telling us to stay calm. So they're on the balcony, but they've got the curtains Mm -hmm. over them. Brilliant. To to protect themselves from the glass. There they remained for two hours, embracing one another and exchanging words of love. About 10 a.m., rescue workers began banging on 16th floor doors and guiding people to a stairwell. Up until that point, I guess I had to think I was in control, Joe Campanella remembered. But as soon as the fireman told us, you're okay now, you can go down, my knees just turned to jelly and I started crying. At some point after the Patinos had left room 1675, 50-year-old Sarah Gallico, a Mexican national visiting Las Vegas on holiday, stumbled through the open door and died oh. next to Mrs. P- next to Mrs. Patino's trade show name tag. Luz Patino heard on television the startling news that she was a fire victim. We were at the hotel... At the Hilton in Las Vegas that evening watching TV, and they listed my wife as a fatality, Rafael Patino said. It was broadcast all over the country. <gasps> they had not been able to contact their children uh, and other family members, so their loved ones also heard the report. This is a nightmare. I called my brother in Arizona to let him know that my wife was not one of the victims, Rafael Patino said. Initially, his brothers, thinking that Raphael was in shock, did not believe him. Right. He said, but I heard it on the news. Only three months after the the disaster, a fire at the Las Vegas Hilton took eight lives. The Nevada legislator moved quickly. As a result of those two fires, the state passed a fire code law in 1981 that put Nevada in the forefront of fire safety, Nevada State Fire Marshal Rex Jordan said. To this day, the Printronics salespeople who survive the fire request lower-level hotel rooms when they travel. They what? They what? I'll just read it again. Yeah. To this day, the Printronic salespeople who survived the fire request lower-level hotel rooms when they travel. Oh,
1: God. That is horrifying. And it
0: all started in the kitchen. Yeah. Just a little tiny fire. Oh, my God. But most of those people, I think it was almost three-quarters died from... The inhalation of smoke.
1: Oh. But see, yeah, if that had happened now, most likely the sprinklers would have stopped it and its tracks and the smoke alarms and everything. They would have evacuated people.
0: Oh, you could vault. But it's because of that fire that we have such
1: strict. Well, thank you, MGM Fire, for...
0: I know. I'm so sad about all these people. So you're saying don't stay in a hotel ever. Is that what we're supposed to learn I think what we're we're supposed supposed to learn learn from this is don't leave your house. Right. Listen to podcasts. Yes and um avoid the world just take up needlepoint okay no no don't stick yourself with the needles oh yeah don't do that then listen to podcasts watch shows no go out and live life. live life you can do all of this safely
1: absolutely well thank you that was fascinating scary but also made me aware of things i can do when i next stay in a hotel whenever that may be i hope it's soon for you because i think you should get out there Thanks. I'm going to try. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we will be right back with our very special guest.
0: I'm excited. Welcome back to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. Danielle. Christine. Hey, how was your break? I know it's Jimmy's favorite
1: part of the show. We just learned um, <laughs> my break was fine. I didn't really I don't think I did anything. I put on some chapstick. We gossiped a little bit. We did gossip a little bit. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing fun for the outsider. But yeah. Fun for us. Fun for us. Um, speaking of fun oh my gosh I'm so excited because we have with us Mitch Silpa hilarious uh, who you have seen in a million things you've seen him in um, Bridesmaids classic and he's a groundling and what is the name of your show that you do with Drew
2: um it's it's called it's Mitch and Drew and we've never looked younger. Oh, we've never felt younger.
1: See, you Mitch don't Drew, even know the name of it.
2: it. No, it's we're older. It's Mitch and Drew and we've never felt younger.
1: <laughs> and it's Doge. Is that Drogi? Dro- Doge coin. Do- Drew. <laughs> Drew. <laughs> Drew. George D- coin. Droge coin. Yeah. Drew. George <laughs> um, Drogi. And, and tell me the names of the characters that you the two. Old queens who just have a minute to catch up. Yeah, is that old, what it's going?
2: It's close. Okay. Our titles are terrible. I love the titles. Two old queens who've who've just a minute to catch up. Um the, the character do you want the character names? Sure. Dale and Morton. I'm so glad I remember They're
1: that. They're the funniest things ever. I will be at my computer on Facebook. These pop up. I love them more than life itself. <laughs> They're just a couple of minutes. Of these two old gay guys who are catching up on the phone. They talk about, they just reference old people all the time. Yeah. Reference old movie stars.
2: Yeah. Yeah, the they, I mean, they always have a different reason why they have to get off the phone. <laughs>
1: Tell us the reason. Some of the reasons. Well, some
2: of my reasons are always darker, but I say them lightly. Yeah. And his are, they're like not serious, but he says it like a panic.
1: Like he's
2: putting together something for a magazine or he's waiting for some butter delivery. And mine is like, my niece, a uh, cat is stealing my niece's breath or my balcony is collapsing.
1: Like, like
2: some serious oh reason, but God. I say it like it's a delightful. is it,
1: is it? i I've always wanted to ask you this, and i sure. i haven't is it improvised
2: well well
1: to an yes, extent well
2: I shoot my stuff this all happened because the remember when we were all staying at home yes and we were so I shot my stuff okay at home and he shot his stuff at home and he sent it to me, and I just edited it so he writes down like exactly i going to say. I sort of know what I'm going to say, but then I I improvise it and pick. So
1: you don't know what each other is going to say. No,
2: and often I now have to wait for to get his before I do mine because there's been a couple times where we've
1: <laughs> Reference referenced the same, the same celebrity. Oh my god, that's, so that's so a so ma- mad. how many Suzanne Summers jokes can you have? In we one? haven't had a Suzanne. You Summers. haven't.
2: No. We no. No. That is but,
1: shocking. Well, we're waiting. We're waiting. I'll try to do it next time. I'll try to go. <laughs> oh my god! I
2: know we haven't even had a Joyce Dewitt one. Well, Jimmy no, constantly no
1: references Joyce Dewitt, so I I don't know why I just assumed you would reference Joyce
2: Dewitt. I think I've tried.
1: She I, doesn't. She doesn't make it.
2: No, I actually did. I think I had one that I didn't get in about her falling into. Fall, <laughs> Joyce DeWitt fell into a volcano on Fantasy Island. Or something like, that.
1: like, all the, the things they're <laughs> gossiping about are just complete nonsense. nonsense. Please look it up. But some it's of it, so funny. I will say, yeah.
2: every once in a while, we'll say something that we actually mean.
1: I figured, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll yeah. sneak it in. Oh, tell me one. Can you tell me one?
2: Uh, he said one <laughs> about, uh, I hope I'm not ruining him, about Franklin Jella. Yeah. <laughs> He said, "Is Franklin Jela ever happy?
1: <laughs>
2: because he just seems like he's miserable." And I think oh, I said one about Betty Buckley <laughs> because Betty Buckley, Drew met Betty Buckley. I'm ruining a story. He did meet Betty Buckley in okay. a group thing, and she ruined an ending of a play. <laughs> she's like, this play he was about to see it the next day, and she's like, at the end, and she ruined, so I just said, Betty Buckley ruins endings. But <laughs> <laughs> she really did.
1: But it'll be like, Jerry Orbach can't eat pickles. Yeah, or like, <laughs> Suzanne just so, Lachette loves yeah. buttons. Yeah, it's just complete nonsense, <laughs> nonsense. but it's oh so fucking funny, and they're so serious about it. And then, oh, I've got to go. Yeah. Oh, it's my favorite thing, but... They do a two-person show together. That's those characters, but other characters. It's just brilliant two-person sketch. Oh, um, Oliver and I went to go see it. It was one of the few things we did during the pandemic. And um, and where can we see it? Can you? Do you have any upcoming shows? We
2: don't, but hopefully, so Drew is out of town. <laughs> but we've Drew, done what? It, he's out of town right now. Oh, okay. But we're, uh, we've done it twice at the Dynasty Typewriter. Yeah, okay. okay. that's where I, saw I love it. doing stuff there. Yeah, it's a so, fun.
0: It's really venue. nice. Yeah. Please, please book. One, so we can tell oh, our yeah. audience
1: Yeah, yeah. It's to really, come see you guys. It's really funny, really dark stuff. Not all of it's dark, but it's just super no, yeah, funny. Yeah, it's
2: really fun. We were nervous the first time we did because we hadn't done a live show. I It was written in a long We're like, and we also, except for the two old queens thing, it was all untested.
1: Yes. So, like, this
2: could all, we think it's funny, but right. it could not be.
1: Is Drew also a groundling? Is that how you know I, each other?
2: I, we met at the groundlings when okay. we were like students. I was just a little ahead of him. But okay. Yeah, Drew had been in the Sunday company. Okay. But we been friends for like 20 years. Oh, cool. Yeah.
1: So, Mitch, in the first half, we were talking about how to survive a hotel fire, and now we're going to talk about how to survive working at a hotel. Okay. So... What's your story?
2: Well, I, how weird. I didn't, How did you know that I worked at a hotel?
1: Yeah, during the break, he yeah. was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you talked about being in a hotel because that's what my story is. We're like, that's the premise of the show, Mitch. That's why I asked you ahead of time what yes. your story was. Well, thank you. Thanks for listening. I thought
2: this was magic that I was experiencing. I, in the 90s, I worked at a hotel when I got out of college that, is, well, it was called the Hotel Nico um, now it's SLS. Do you know where that is on La Cienega? Yes. Okay. That it was the Hotel I don't Nico. I think so.
1: La Cienega and what?
2: Like near Beverly?
1: Okay. Like near the Beverly Center? Yes. Okay. Like
2: a few blocks uh, uh south. Okay. They'll be south. Um yeah, it was the full title. It, it, was, it was the full title of that hotel was the Hotel Nico at Beverly Hills oh, cuz they couldn't say in Beverly Hills. Oh. oh, because I learned when I was there the the borderline of Beverly Hills and Los Angeles goes through La Sienica and it go, went through the, the hotel. So part of the hotel was actually in Beverly Hills. Oh, that's hysterical. And some was not. Isn't that weird?
1: That's very weird. They lost it on a so, technicality. They lost yeah, it on, but they partially said that. in Beverly Hills.
2: But that, that would have been a horror. The, the, be, the, the hotel partially. Nica, yeah,
1: at partially in Beverly Hills. Beverly
2: Hills adjacent. Yeah. So I worked there for I'm, seven years.
1: You were a what?
2: A bunch of stuff. I was a doorman, (laughs) I was a bellman, I answered phones, which was called a PBX operator.
1: Why? What does PBX stand for? Isn't that their system? Public Broadcasting
2: X. No. Okay, no. It's their system. (laughs) It's their system. I don't think it's public broadcasting. Okay, no. (laughs) And then I I worked at the front desk, which I mostly did. Okay. So I did a little bit of everything. I hated it all. Was it it. awful? Yes, because this is not what I wanted to do.
1: No. All right, so set the scene for this story.
2: Okay. So I was a bellman, and I was working. You worked with. I was working with this guy Joseph. And so, when you're a bellman, you're like, if, you, if a guest needs you to take their luggage up, and then I do that one, and then Joseph would do the other one. You'd switch. Okay. So I it was. I had just done one, and Hugh Grant checked in.
0: Whoa! And this is '90s Hugh. This Grant. This is
2: like hot, prime hot, floppy. Notting Hill. This is pre-Notting Hill. Whoa. This is pre-Notting Hill. So Hugh Grant checked in. My heart's beating like remembering he's
1: this. So cu- is he, was he so cute? He and was so cute. Yeah, floppy, floppy hair, hair, stutter. British accent. Cute.
2: Yeah. So he checks in. This is before uh, Four weddings and a funeral. Okay, okay. So that's what really made him a big
0: star. Yeah, and but you knew who he was already. I knew who he's he was. known for some. What's he done? Like siren? Is he in Sirens? What's he done? Was, was he prior
2: to that nine months? Yeah, maybe? he no. nine that months was later. Later, was later? he Jeez. had done like British stuff. Like remember that movie Maurice? Maurice? That was the Ian Forster movie. Well, you're not a gay man.
1: No, it, I'm very close, though. Have you met my mother? I'm I'm a child of a gay man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't Morris... remember
1: that one, but I've seen all the other Ian e. Forster movies.
2: It's it's okay. a, it's his Ian e. Forster was gay, and it's a it's yeah. like a, it's a pivotal novel because it's a gay romance. Okay. And it was made into a film. It was an indie film, and it was him. And I cannot remember. Do you r- see r-
1: Naked uh, well, Tush?
2: I don't remember that, but I do. You know, Call Me by Your Name. They mm. duplicate a shot. That when they oh. first kissed, which is a kind of oh. back to Morris. Which oh, a, okay. You know, Um but he was, like, I knew, so I didn't even know he was gay. And he was just in, oh, Remains of the Day had just come out. Okay. And he mm-hmm. had a part in it. Okay. So I was like, I said to Joseph, do you mind? Oh. Can, I'll give you the next two. If this is a British guy, Joseph didn't care. And he was straight. He's like, yeah. but he's very <laughs> much of an ally. <laughs> but
1: oh, he's, like, <laughs> he's an ally that is going to let you take the
2: back. Like the back. Yeah. So I... Took Hugh Cran up to his room and I was in the bell car just making like small talk with him and he couldn't have been like nicer. Oh, so nice and like none of this like surliness that you hear is his reputation. But he was yes, because like, so, didn't
1: John Stewart call him the worst guest that it, was ever right. on the Daily Show? Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, I still love,
1: but Hugh he Grant. was adorable. Okay, yeah.
2: And I like showed him the room. I'm like, this is this this is this, this is this. I'm doing my job. But the whole time I'm thinking I have to say something. Yeah, I'm like I'll feel like an idiot. I'm like. I just wanted to tell him I know who he would. so yeah. yeah. As I'm leaving the room, I'm like, I just saw Remains of the Day, and I Aww. loved it so much, which I did. And uh-huh. he was like, he's like so friendly, so oh, th- like I don't think he was recognized at right, all. Right, because he wasn't sure. super famous. No. People yeah.
0: didn't know who he was yet.
2: He seemed so appreciative. It's uh-huh. he like, He's like, thank you so much. I'm not going to do his accent, but like, uh, but he's like, thank you. That was he loved the movie, and so like that was wonderful. Oh. Later that day, I'm at the bell stand. He walks by and <laughs> oh. we have to say good evening or whatever. So I was like, good evening. He stopped. He was like, oh, hello. And he's good evening. And he's engaged me oh in my a conversation. God. It was too much.
1: Yes. Like, I couldn't
2: handle it. Because right. like, I'm so attracted to him. And I'm also yeah, like, what's course. happening? Is this happening? Right. Yes. And does he, and love and he maybe love me? Exactly. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. All these thoughts.
1: So and, he play, did he play a gay character in Morris? Yes. Okay. Full on gay. So did you think maybe he was gay? Absolutely. He's British. British He's, is confusing. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> it's always a fine line. Yeah. British or gay?
2: British or gay. It's a whole game show. Yeah. So I don't know. So the next day I'm working and I'm at the bell stand, this beautiful woman walks in. Gorgeous. Walks up to the front desk okay. and says, to the front desk I hear, I had There's a key waiting for me from Mr. Grant's room. Okay. So there's a key there, and she's there's a name. She says the name's Hurley. Oh. So it's so Elizabeth Hurley. Oh my holy God. shit! So she's gorgeous. So she gets the key. So I'm like, well, maybe okay, it's a, maybe, maybe it's, it's, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> it's probably a sister. But she was like, it's unbelievable. So you gorgeous.
1: didn't you didn't yeah. know who she was at this point. You just knew she was gorgeous and British and okay.
2: Had the key to his room. Right. Later that day, uh, the concierge says there's, a, like, a vase of flowers to be delivered to Mr. Grant's room.
1: Okay. So,
2: per procedure, I call the room. Uh-huh. There's no answer. And they said to deliver it and just put it in his room. So, I go up to his room. I knock on the door. I'm like, Bellman. There's uh-huh. no answer. Knock again. Bellman. No answer. So I did three times. No answer. This is why you should always lock, double lock your door. Oh no! So I opened up the hotel door. safety. Hotel safety. I walked into the room with this <laughs> vase of flowers. I walk in the room. <laughs> and take a couple steps. I hear. Oh no! Hugh Grant. Oh no!
0: <laughs> oh my
2: god! Like singing in the shower. <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> I look over. Elizabeth Hurley <laughs> is sleeping <laughs> naked.
0: Oh my on God. On the
2: bed. <laughs> oh I mean, my like, God. The sheets up to, like, her, her breasts are up. Okay.
0: I bet I, they were amazing. Not that, they were stunning. I mean, yes, bet they I, were the it, best, most beautiful breasts ever. Yes, they yes, were the like,
2: gorgeous. But, like, I'm like, it's like a, you know, like Laverne and Shirley. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, get out of this. I'm holding this huge glass <laughs> Did vase. Did you try to hide f- behind
1: the flowers like N- you were? No, just-
2: but I have, and this all happened, like, in my brain. I have a, a decision to make.
0: Right. I can either right. take a
2: couple step. And by the way, this door is not quiet. Oh, I can and take it's a, heavy like, like those slow yes. closing doors, Danielle. All <laughs> oh, right. I can either take a couple steps <sighs> back and leave or there's a there's a table I can risk it. <laughs> a couple steps, like ding 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 put it quietly and then leave. So I opt <sighs> for putting it on the table cuz <sighs> I don't want to have to explain you this. You want to do anybody. this again? Yes, You're right. so brave. I'd have to come back and explain to the concierge <laughs> what happened and I'm like th- I don't know if I violated something. Right. So I take a, I'm so like, I can't breathe. I'm like, cu- like, <laughs> step, quietly. I put it on the table. So uh, I'm so terrified. Uh, She's going to wake up. Oh Can you God. imagine? <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine waking up and there's a bell with your beautiful breasts? So I put it and on then the And then table. it
1: becomes like the scene in, um, Austin Powers where everything is b- blocking her breasts right. remember she's in it Who and knows
2: maybe this was the inspiration this was the inspiration so I put the vase down it didn't make she didn't wake up I'm like tiptoeing out he's still singing in the shower by the way he Grant I guess sings in the shower
1: does he stutter when he's like? No. <laughs> no, no stammering. Stutter stutter. No stammering. But, no,
2: it's, it's a, a, a uh, but this is also before I knew he was famous for stammering. Right, <laughs> so right, I right. I don't remember him stammering in Maurice or stammering <laughs> right. in Remains of the Day. <laughs> then I walk out quietly. I open the door so quietly. I close it so quietly. I got away, and I fucking tore down that hallway and I'm like I couldn't get on that elevator quicker. I'm so scared They're, she's gonna wake up and like what happened but all I mean I get back my, I was I didn't want to see them anymore
0: <laughs>
2: but later that night I mean cause like I guess like if you woke up or like, you're like, and you'd even notice the flowers. That's which, what I was
0: thinking too. They're going to be like, how did these right. flowers, when did or they not. show up?
2: Or not. Or not. Right. Because you can also go, oh, maybe we didn't notice them earlier. Yeah. Because there's other things in the room. Like there's Okay, other, like, yeah. Plants and things. But they may have not have n- even noticed it or thought, yeah, this was earlier, but. I do remember that that night they came through the lobby and I didn't want them to talk to me, <laughs> but they, he was very like, oh, hello. Oh, no. And, and may have introduced me to Elizabeth, but I don't know if that's true. That might be my yeah.
1: memory. Yeah. Then you're like humming the
0: song he was singing in the shower. I
2: wish I knew what this <laughs> song was. It might have just been a generic hum.
0: Yeah. It, 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 this might just be my, uh, I might be wrong about this, but I, Elizabeth Hurley gives me the impression that she has so much sexual confidence that yeah. you could have walked That's in and she thinking. would have been like fully riding Hugh Grant and you'd have just the flowers like, oh, and oh, she'd leave like, it oh,
1: on the table. i yeah. right there hello no I had the oh. exact same thought I was like there's no way to embarrass this woman she's so gorgeous we're talking prime Elizabeth Hurley yeah. I'm sure if you walked in while she was just standing full buck naked she would have been like oh thank you but
2: here's another theory I have not thought of okay because I did knock on the door three times. Right. Unless she just—I'm assuming the scenario was they just had sex. Yes. Yeah. And then he went and take a shower. Yes. and She fell asleep. Right. But maybe she heard the knock on the door and just like I don't feel like responding. Yeah. yeah. And then the door opens and she's like I'm gonna pretend. To be asleep. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that could have been a scenario.
1: Uh, yeah. Now what is what was? Now I'm sure in the hotel business they. They have etiquette for do you come in or not like how What? you didn't know it.
2: Etiquette for
1: like you knock on the door. There's no response. You're supposed to open the door.
2: Yes. That's my memory of that
1: seems weird.
2: Sure. But sometimes you're told to put something in the room. OK. be put in the room and you knock like a few times. And if there's no answer, you still go in. You can go in. I mean, everybody has the key to your room. Like yeah, I guess. I never thought the,
1: about that. Yeah, the
2: housekeeping has the key to your room. The front desk has the key to your room. Security has the key to your room. Oh double lock God. the door.
1: Yeah, double lock it. Maybe double
2: lock that put door. Put a do not disturb sign on the door. Yeah, we put a do not disturb. Oh, not yeah, 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 disturb, like, But they did not have a do not disturb because
0: they don't mind. If no, people they're like coming in and they're see our sex. beautiful bodies. <laughs> beautiful people like that are like, <laughs> yeah, come see it. I don't know if I want to see him
1: naked, but I'd want to see her naked.
2: Uh, well, I, you don't Shh. want to want to see him naked at that time.
1: I he's so pale. He's adorable. So I think he's really cute, but I don't. I don't. I'm not like into. Yeah, I don't want to see his pale British body.
2: <laughs> I could deal with that.
1: Well, Mitch, thank you so much for being here. This was so fun. Thank I want you. to hear more stories yes. about the hotel. I have. A,
2: I, I it opened up a can of worms for me because I'm like, this should be a show. I have so many you stories because I told you the. You heard the one about uh,
1: yes, what uh, was Brenda it? Vaccaro? Yes, you said it. Uh, where, where
2: it was during Easter.
1: It yeah, At the
2: hotel. They oh, you, made you had to dress
1: up as a Easter bunny. Runner, runner,
2: runner, yeah. Oh my make god! Every, and wave at people at brunch. And,
1: and Brenda Vaccaro refused she would, to wave. Would it. not wave at Wait, me. who was she sitting with again? <laughs> she was
2: sitting with our general manager. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And Jessica Walter.
1: Jessica
0: Walter. <gasps> Walter wow. waved at me. Brenda of course Vaccaro she did.
2: Would not wave at me.
0: She refused.
2: She, I made her. <laughs> It's so funny. Like, I was obnoxious.
0: I love that. Brenda Vaccaro. She's it's just like, like, no. I'm maybe Brenda Vaccaro. T- I don't have to don't wave, have to at, wave you. at you,
2: bunny. That's a n- maybe a too old <laughs> queen. Brenda Vaccaro would never <laughs> wave. At,
0: at a bunny. At, <laughs> at an <laughs> Easter bunny.
1: She thinks she's above Easter bunnies.
2: I don't blame her, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really.
1: Obnoxious. When you think about it, she's yeah, like like an I'm adult. at a point in my career where she's I do not have, have to wave. As an adult where I don't have to wave.
2: Oscar nominated. Why would she have to be waving at a bunny?
1: Thank you so much, Mitch, oh, for
2: coming pleasure. on. This was awesome,
0: so
1: and we will be right back with what we learned today.
0: <laughs> Danielle, Christine, are you ready to learn what we learned today? I so am. Breaking or opening windows allows the fire to gain more access to oxygen, which helps the fire grow, which would greatly decrease your chances of escape. By keeping the windows closed, you right. are starving the fire as much as possible. Right.
1: That's what I. Th- okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Never use an elevator. Ever. Always take the stairs. Always take the stairs. Always take the stairs. Yeah. I mean, there are many reasons to take the stairs. When going to a hotel, pretend you're a spy, Mm -hmm. it'll be safe and fun. Mm hmm. Mac Davis was an American country music singer, songwriter, and actor. A native of Lubbock, Texas, he enjoyed success as a crossover artist. And during his early career, he wrote for Elvis Presley, providing him with his hits Memories, In the Ghetto, Don't Cry Daddy, and A Little Less Conversation. Oh, that's a fantastic song. A subsequent solo career in the 1970s produced hits such as Baby Don't Get Hooked on Me. Davis also starred in his own variety show, a Broadway musical, and various films and TV shows. What have you done lately? I mean, not enough, clearly. No this guy's, uh, I got to get busy. Um, impressive. Thank you, everyone. Oh, is that it? That's, that's all we learned that's today? We'll, you know what? Okay. I can't jam. I, Garen, thank you for putting this together Thanks, for us. Thanks, Garen. My pleasure. We can't jam it all in your no. faces at once. <laughs> we don't, in your ear holes. We don't want you to be overwhelmed with knowledge. We just want to give it to you in bits and bites. That's right. And as always,
1: remain calm.
0: calm. Hey, everybody. We'd love to hear from you on the social media at podhowtosurvive on Twitter and Instagram. And also you can send us an email, podcasthowtosurvive at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your survival stories or just say hello. All right. Talk to you later.